0: Welcome to this edition of Free Speak, a podcast of the Namibia Media Trust, and I'm Gwen Lister. Public criticisms, misconceptions, and rising levels of distrust in the media, as well as how journalists can do better, form the basis of our discussion today. Matthias Halfiku A former editor of The Patriot and now freelance investigative journalist. As press, we don't control what people know anymore. People choose what they want to know. As well as Teleni Mongudi, former senior editor at The Namibian and
1: also investigative freelancer. Yes, we have an agenda. Our agenda is uh, public interest. We serve the people, so that's our agenda. A better Namibia is our agenda. Talk
0: about promoting better understanding of the significance of good journalism. In the eye of the storm. Thanks for joining us today uh, Matthias and Teleni, um, both of you senior journalists who are freelancers at the moment and I think today we want to look at the question of the understanding of media in the eyes of the public. Many people have pointed out on social media and elsewhere that it's evident that the public don't always know what the role of journalists are. They don't know how important it is that we're keeping the flag of press freedom high, that it's an essential component of a democracy, that there's a free press, free and independent press, and, and that we try to speak truth, truth to power. But often the, there's not a good understanding by the public. They seem to think the media has its own agenda. And in a sense, Afrobarometers also showed in their surveys across Africa that there is diminishing trust in journalists in as much as there is in, in government. And that's a very disturbing sign. Matthias, would you like to speak briefly to that about why the public have this misconception about journalism and how we can we can address that?
2: Yeah, no, most definitely, Gwen. I think uh, to a certain extent, it, it, it really talks to how a certain report impacts a certain person. You see, so a lot of people who sometimes they believe in what we say because the story is convenient for them. And when it's not convenient for them, they they sit on the other side of the fence. But also, I think it's, it's also a wake-up call to us that we need to introspect and also just up our game also. We, we are not immune to criticism, but it should be fair. Um, you'll see, a lot, especially politicians, you, you'll find that there's always this gray area between them and the media. Look at them during campaigns and look at them after they've been elected. Yeah. It, it tells you a lot. When it's convenient, the media is good. When it's not convenient, it's not good.
0: That's a good point. Uh, in a sense, you're saying that people probably do have some understanding, but that it's largely opportunistic. Definitely. That the public may sit and criticize the media when there's a mistake or a correction. At the same time, they run to them when they need them. Teleni, any thoughts on that?
1: Well, um, <coughs> to let me just say by uh, start by saying that, look... Uh, Gwen, you are at least one of those people who, who can still tell the tale of how you decided as a journalist to fight injustice and look at how sick our society was and find a way of exposing what it is for change. So that's... Uh, journalism and media mirrors a society. Yeah, good point. So, so we need to, in most cases, our role is to, to address the ills or whether it's the positives or the negatives of our society. So when, 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 we, when, we, when we have a lot of negative news, it speaks to the kind of society we live in. So our people should be, uh, the nation or the public should learn that when people come to us with information and when we publish it, it's because somebody out there feels this needs the nation's uh, attention. Okay. And our role is not to fix the problems, really. Our role is to highlight and show that there's a problem here can somebody who's who whose responsibility it is to fix it do something about it so we we just we are just a conveyor belt of the information and and they say an informed nation is actually a healthy nation because Absolutely. they make good decisions they understand what they're doing and and they it, it pushes to a better running society or country so that's our role we, we we're not there to to, to to try and shake down people and uh, have an agenda for uh, specific reasons. Yes, we have an agenda. Our agenda is uh, public interest. Uh-huh. We serve the people, so that's uh-huh. our agenda. A better Namibia is our agenda. For And not only a better Namibia for, for, for people who live in Klangentu, but for the people who are in Nombili and Hakahana as well. Absolutely. So that's, that's where the, the accusation of an agenda comes. Is because we, obviously, the ones who have a platform to speak, are the ones who we target most or who are the who who are targets of our reports and they are the ones who are causing the problem and they are the ones who are depriving the people in, in the informal settlement services. Mm-hmm. Therefore they would say we have an agenda against them, but we don't. Our agenda is a better run Namibia and a better informed Namibian public.
0: Absolutely. I think another point worth stressing is that people obviously often have the misconception, if you like, that somehow the media or journalists have more rights than they do in fact it's it's quite the opposite our rights are the same whether we are working in journalism or whether we are ordinary citizens but at the same time it's very important as you alluded also Matthias to get it right yes okay um i don't know that the skepticism or the distrust in journalism is as a result of us making mistakes i don't think so i think it's a broader issue than that But at the same time, if we take the example um, recently of the presidential press conference, which got quite a lot of attention on social media, where journalists were, could I say, a little bit lost. And I speak as one of the biggest defenders of journalism ever. Um, And the president was kind of able to twist them around his finger and turn the tables on them and make them the story, rather than what he was trying to impart. What do you think about that? Is quality important in this whole issue of credibility of journalism going forward?
2: Yeah, definitely. Quality is an issue. Um, you need to know your subject matter. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think uh, on the day the colleagues who were in the room, I, I'm, I'm a bit worried, um, especially when you know what the president is going to talk about. So you go prepared. Correct. Yeah, So because you, you need to control what's happening in the room, and you can allow him to turn that around. So quality obviously it comes with seniority also Also. Um, but as you see there's a lot of thinning of the newsrooms and so on in terms of seniority and so on but I think the young guys as much as they are on the ball there's still more that needs to be done Um, in terms terms of research in terms of going out in the field we see that uh, there's not a lot of fielding going on in terms of you know, the old-school journalism, torn jeans and what, what, yes. it's more desktop these days, making a phone call, getting a comment, and it's in the paper. It's not a thing of going into the field and, and, and actually getting the story, getting your hands dirty. So, obviously, things are changing, so we can't expect them to be the way they used to be 10 years ago. Yeah. But there are certain fundamentals that just need to be kept at a certain level Correct. in terms of networking and so on. You, I mean, when you're in the room with the president, as much as I think as intimidating it is, it's a good opportunity. And the nice thing about media nowadays is, you see, um, we have a situation whereby with social media now, you, there's a situation whereby as press we don't control what people know anymore. People choose what they want to know. I can go on the site and decide, I don't want to read this. Or exactly. I don't have to be on my television at 8 anymore to get the news. I can get it anytime. Oh. So there's more, there's more eyes on us now get it right, and to know a subject matter, otherwise will be exposed.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, And also, to obviously, to always have the higher ground, if you like, especially when one looks at the disinformation mm-hmm. that is circulating on, on social media, and often the public seem a lot more forgiving of the nonsense that is uh, distributed via WhatsApp, via Twitter, Facebook, and so on, than they are of an error in a newspaper. Yeah. So um, that's another thing to bear in mind, Tuleni. You want to add something there, I see.
1: Yes, you see. So Gwen, um, I don't want to be making excuses for for our ineptitude as journalists or as a profession. I just want to highlight the fact that yes, we as a as a, as a fraternity or as a profession in Namibia, we are going through face, very difficult face. Matthias mentioned thinning, Mm. uh, lack of seniority in the newsrooms and so on. Mm. Um, And yes, it's true as journalists, we are not supernatural beings. We are mere mortals like everyone else. But it shouldn't take away from us trying to get to know what it is that we are supposed to be doing. Um, Journalism 101 uh, Prepare learn to know your subject matter. And I think uh, maybe we, we, we were fortunate that, I think you know that I would walk into your office back then as a young couple, and I say, but when I'm going to see Nan uh we are going to discuss this. How do you think I should address it? Or you would then say, but you wrote this article on a Friday. I remember we would have those. You say, you we wrote you wrote this article, but it's missing this and that. So we had that learning on the go. We had access to senior journalists uh, who were helping us, but we shouldn't make excuses for that. And you're right that the public is more forgiving. We, we, we operate with rules. So it's, it's like Absolutely. when it comes to this, the, this phenomenon called social media, I, I make an example. It's like I'm going to a, a, a boxing match. I'm in a ring, I have gloves and this person comes to a street fight. They have a knife, they have a bottle, you know. I can't, while I'm confined by the rules, because um, ethical considerations, um, certain standards that we need to meet. Code of conduct. Code of conduct. Whereas, Joe Public decides to just do what they want. Exactly. And, and, and nobody keeps them in check. So, it's true that the public is... Uh, um, Fickle, if you like. Yeah, yeah, and less forgiving. But my other question is, is the public really less forgiving, or is it the fact that The people who have more influence and who are more vocal on social media, especially social media, are the ones who have access to the technology and data. And and those are the people who are often the target of media reporting of our story. So it's their parents, it's their uncles, it's their friends who are on the front pages as being corrupt or as getting involved in nefarious activities. So I feel that sometimes this vocal minority often uses... Or tries at every turn and takes any little opportunity to, to, to give us a check, you know, take one on, to have one on us because they know that we are keeping them in check and we are exposing their nefarious activities and therefore at every opportunity they get to stick it to the media they will. Exactly. So and, and yeah that's what I'm saying I'm I'm a bit cautious to say that the public is forgiving or is unforgiving I feel it's the vocal minority
0: who are doing that
1: who are doing it
0: and if I may just mention um, to Lenny since you you talk about when you were a young reporter and of course I was editor at that time how uh, on some occasions you used to come into the office with a hard hat. On, uh, which was a, a signal to us that we were being too tough on you. But, but uh, jokes aside, I mean, I think it's, it, it's very, very important what you're saying about the public misconceptions in some ways about journalists as well and what they're doing. And why they have to do it. Yes. Matthias, you want to add anything there? Yeah, no,
2: I think the criticism will always be there. If it's fair, it's welcome. Yes. But we, we shouldn't be surprised when the subject of our reports criticizes. us. No, yeah. of course not. Um you, you, you can't blame a mosquito for for, for, for criticizing you for using dome at night. Yes,
0: absolutely. Yeah,
2: they're protecting the territory. Yes. <laughs> so it's it's one of those things in public that we need that we always need to take cautiously, but it yeah. it can help to improve us. But, um, like Delaney said earlier, on our agenda is the public interest.
0: Absolutely,
2: um, that's clear. We we are not super beings. We only know as much as we get. People think we know everything. We don't know everything. What we get fed, you only know about things when you you take interest in them. Not everyone is a journalist. So, when they hear stuff going on, they won't go dig because it doesn't have anything to do with them. So, sometimes people will pass it on to us and that's That's our job to, to go there in the heaps
0: Exactly. And also, I think it's important to say that good journalism is a public service. Yes, definitely. And then, obviously, in journalism, there are a lot of young people, let's be quite honest, who've landed there by some kind of mistake or because they couldn't get a job elsewhere. Mm. And that journalism is no different to the legal profession or the nursing profession. Or they or, want to be famous. Exactly. <laughs> but but that the there's good and bad, in you know, they're bad lawyers, as we've seen from yes. the recent uh, fish rot, that they're not all honest. Yes. And, and so every profession has people who are maybe not at the top of their game. On the other hand, just get back to quality of journalism. One of the things that, and, and I speak as a journalist who's never in all my years of over four decades in journalism, ever had any formal training. I meant product of baptism of fire. Nowadays, obviously, there is a lot of emphasis on training, and it's very necessary. But on the other hand, young journalists need to do more. I find all the time that very few of them are actually reading. And the way I learned to be a journalist was to be a sponge, to soak up anything and everything. And I still do this at my advanced age now, when I'm a total news junkie, I'm always reading up on stuff, trying to understand. So it's very important a lot of that understanding comes from the journalist him or herself, to try and know more about the subject. Mm -hmm. The other thing is to learn, as you say to Lenny, Journalism Basics 101. um, Interviewing techniques, how you ask a direct question. Um, Did you rape that girl? You know, there's no ducking or diving from that uh, type of question. Often you find journalists make these long speeches and somewhere within the speech is a question buried and that gives a politician, for example, the chance to duck and dive and get out of asking it. So there's a lot to be had for getting, as you say, preparing well, getting your questions down and sticking to them and insisting on asking them again and again until you get the answer.
1: When you, you mentioned being a sponge and being prepared. Um, typical life of a journalist is that you have access, you get information, then you go through the process of trying to, to, to what do you call it? To check verify it and check mm-hmm. it out. But also, uh, Matthias mentioned, know your subject matter. So, if we are going to discuss, if I'm going to state house and I'm going to talk to the President, what are the issues? Appointments, his bloated government, uh, waste of resources. So, you it, it shouldn't be rocket science for you to be prepared to say okay uh, we are going to deal with this so what what has what were the issues with his administration in the past 5 years and you don't require, you don't need to be a senior journalist to know this mm-hmm. yes you, you might be edgy mm-hmm. because yeah. you are young and you, you are intimidated by the space but you as long as you have your facts the, yeah. the, the, the um, Raymond joseph and do your homework Yeah, Reverend Joseph said attitude is 90% the rest -hmm. comes Mm -hmm. and it's the the fact that if the president knows that you know your facts or the person you're interviewing can see that you are prepared no amount of um, bullying and you know and eventually they'll respect the fact that okay they can't uh, Sorry, I almost... Manipulate. Yeah, they can't manipulate you and they can't push you around. They can't bully you. And therefore, they'll start respecting that, okay, this person knows what they're saying. But if you don't really show that you actually are grasping what you're trying to get, then you open the room for them to do whatever they want.
0: Yeah, and equally, because what it seemed to me at the president's recent press conference we're using as an example, there was so much said and so much talked about all over the show that it, in the end it makes it difficult to translate what was said for the public. So mm-hmm. it makes the information that we finally putting out there so much more fuzzy and unclear because the, the you couldn't get lost. a clear answer. The story got lost, yeah. exactly, mm-hmm. in the whole thing. Matthias, help, you know, a mm-hmm. lot of people have said to me, help the public understand how you guys work. You two are both investigative journalists. Tell us a little bit how, and you're on the front page today and you have been um for quite a few weeks past. How do you get your stories? Explain that to to the public perhaps that it's usually them that's imparting that information definitely need to check out. And a lot of it doesn't check out. And you never write those stories. Yeah,
2: of course there are certain look um the amount of stories that goes out is 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 less compared to what we know. Um, There are certain facts that you always that you won't be able to validate or you won't have evidence to put them out there. But but they are there. So, and, and you, you'll see that when someone is in the system, they see something is going wrong and they decide, okay, I think this must be out. Sometimes selectively so, or where it benefits them, but that's, that's our role to go beyond what benefits your source. You might see that uh, the tip you get from your source, once you start probing, it actually brings you back to your source. Absolutely. Yeah, so, so we're only as good as the information we get. We're not everywhere. I'm not in Karasberg to know that uh, the municipality, the uh, wheelbarrow got stolen. Someone in there has to inform me. Correct. So, so, like you said, our media, what goes out there, mirrors the kind of society we live in. So I, I, I had, it's an example I always use, I had a friend who worked in SME Bank, and when the saga broke about SME Bank, I was like, give me, what's happening? And he was telling me he's afraid to lose his job. Where is it today? You see? Yeah, so, yeah. see? So we are only as good as information. People say, yeah, that company, there's what, what happening, why are you not reporting on it? We don't know about it. Exactly. Give us information. Exactly. And we'll dig on it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But also, I think people in their criticism of media often forget, and I would say that, you may not agree with me, but I think good journalism globally has changed the world, has exposed things that would never otherwise have been exposed. And in our own local scenario, the fish rot story caught Namibia by storm. Mm -hmm. But as I constantly point out to people, the actual exposure of fish rot only because international journalists came in and did Al Jazeera and and Mm -hmm. Icelandic groups. Namibian media had been reporting on the run-up to fish rot for some years before that. Mm -hmm. But the public were completely swayed by the politicians who said, oh no, that media has an anti-government agenda. And so only when it became this major thing which has resulted, as we all know, in the rest of ministers who, uh, cabinet ministers who are still in jail today, that good journalism makes a difference, right? And especially in this exposure of this huge corruption
1: saga, Delaney. You see, Gwen, good journalism makes a difference. Um, as much as, and I want to highlight this, that as much as uh, freedom of expression and media is sort of protected, it's protected in the constitution, we do not have special powers. Yes, very
0: important to say that. Yes. we
1: we 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 can't even compel at this point in time. Hopefully, the Access to Information Law is passing. We can't even compel a public official to give us information that is public that mm-hmm. is owed to the general public. So, what we do is obviously we 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 rely on people who have a sense of civic duty and patriotism to 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 say, okay, something is wrong here. Uh, Tilani is asking because you you, you have different sources you have somebody who's giving you the tip somebody gives you the tip you go through the motions you start looking into it and then you have somebody else who who felt they don't really have the guts to go and give you the tip but when you ask them they help you verify. Mm Like okay Uh, oh you're asking no no this is where you should look at this is the information I can help you with this and that I can give you that document or I can just tell you quietly that this is the background to that so we rely heavily on people's sense of civic duty and patriotism okay. to highlight what's going on whether it's 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 good news whether it's a a, a, a young people who overachieved in school, whether it's the fact that um, a clinic in in, in in Cavango East doesn't have medication and you know the fridge that stores the medication is broken and therefore people are are getting uh, meds that are overexposed by the heat which is more detrimental to their health mm. whether it's looking at a Minister X who abuses his government uh, car all of this we need the people and people's sense of civic duty is what we rely upon to get the message across and therefore in, a, in, in, in I think they say that we are only as good as our sources yes. so the public and that's why it's important Matthias mentioned about desktop suited journalists who sit in an office, make phone calls. and That's not journalism. You get out there. You are as good as your sources. And I remember back then, Gwen would say, but you guys Mm -hmm. must go out, be with the people, talk to the people, you know, because Mm -hmm. that's where you get the stories. That's where the public
0: shares the information. Exactly. And the other thing you hinted at, both of you, is of course how secrecy, Mm -hmm. and you mentioned the necessity of the Access to Information Act, which we hope we'll get in due course and that it will be a good one. Mm -hmm. But the issue of secrecy is not only denying journalists access to information to make their stories as holistic and as good as possible, Mm -hmm. but it's also ultimately, and this is the saddest thing, denying our people the information they need to make good decisions about their lives Mm -hmm. and to contribute really to a knowledge-based society, which you mentioned in the beginning. Yeah, that's true. So let me just very quickly, maybe both of you could just say for something very quickly about why you think, and let's look at Namibia because we're talking about that, why does Namibia and Namibians need good journalism?
1: We, wow, we, well, I feel that we are a growing economy, we are a fairly young country, fairly young democracy, and we have a lot of things that need to be fixed. Um, our politicians always like to say, yeah, but we must be thankful that we are not like the rest of Africa. S- things are still functioning. But they forget that the rest of Africa or those places where the the countries are failed states and there's no services, no basic services to the citizens, did not happen overnight. It mm. it, it happened gradually. And it happens when the uh, the ruling elite are allowed to raid the public coffers, to prioritize their good-to-haves like vehicles and palaces instead of building uh, building infrastructure and providing services to the people. And I always say that when they say the rest of Africa, I say, but why can't we aspire to be like Sweden? Why must we, Why must you give me an example of mediocrity? So the role of journalism is actually to help guide and, and obviously to, to bring out of the shadows what the politicians are planning they, they are evil deeds to how to loot state uh, coffers and how to destroy our country, because that's the problem. These people, they sit and they claim to be patriots, but yet again, they are the ones who are actually responsible for, for destroying the country. And yet again, then they want to use race as, as a means to, to protect themselves. Yeah, but only black people are being targeted yeah, this media has an agenda, they don't look at the white corruption, all of this. But we are saying, we're targeting them because they're the ones who have a responsibility and they have to look out for the public's interest. The moment they fail in the public's, uh, in, in protecting the public's interest, then we need to, put, to out them. And the only way to do that is by informing the public that look at the person you elected, look at what they're doing. They're not serving your interest. Exactly.
0: I also like to say, you know, 30 years after independence, I'd like to think something like corruption, which so dramatically affects the lives of the poor, uh, most negatively, should know no color. We really shouldn't be talking about race when it comes to exposing corruption. Any last thoughts on that? Yeah, yeah no, most
2: definitely. You, you see, Gwen, one thing about poverty is that someone who lives in Havana, they have nothing to lose. When, when, when you loot, and when the country goes down, there won't be fuel to, to, to fill up your Range Rover. Yeah. You won't be able to go sit at a Stellenbosch restaurant and have your, yeah. have your fish. So it, it affects you in the, in the end. Yeah. So we need to know that as, as the media, as much as we're keeping them in check, we're doing it for the public. It's called a noble profession. We, we're not here for the headlines and what we're doing it for the people. Ultimately, yeah. I mean, some of us could have moved into the corporate space and go make good money. We are here because we want to, not because we are forced to be here. Yeah. And you, you always see that the journalists are always the ones who get the bad words. You yeah. when, when when your story is in the paper, you're woken up at six o'clock. Yeah, why did you write this and all these things? Yeah, yeah. And I'm saying it's for the public good. I, I don't. I don't. I don't take any pride in taking someone down. Yeah. But if you have to do it in well, the public interest, definitely. it is I'll what we need to do. Yeah. Exactly. So it's one of those. It's a give and
0: take. So I think yeah, it's very important to emphasize to that that many journalists, and I say when I say many journalists, I'm obviously talking about the good journalists, are really people of conscience yes. who care about their countries. And we couldn't be facing a greater challenge than we're facing at the moment, as the globe is, with good reporting in this time of coronavirus. And we don't know how we're going to get out of that. That leads me to my very last question to you both. And it's something I always say, that if it could happen that way, it would make for a much better world if everybody did a job that they love to do. And I imagine both of you feel that way about journalism. Tell me a little bit about what you feel. <laughs> no, I is it something you love to do? I don't. Are you where th- you want to
1: be? Yes, the problem is I can't even imagine myself doing something else. Uh, journalism has become my first love. I I don't know how I got into it, or I won't tell you that I knew this is what I wanted to do, and so on. As a young person, I just decided, okay, let me try it. It looks cool, and mm-hmm. even the perceptions. But I it, I've gone I've grown fond of it to the point where I I really can't imagine seeing myself doing something else other than being a journalist. So it it really is I am, and I'm glad that I found it because. I'm sure
2: if you are doing something else and you're miserable every day, it's not going to it's work. Not going to <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, I think it's the, it's the same in my case. I mean, when I went to Varsity, I, I didn't even study journalism. It was never part of my plan. Right. And look where I am today. People don't believe me and say I don't have any formal training in journalism. So it's it's it's, it's a passion driven industry. Yeah. Um. Don't come here if you want to make money.
0: Right. No. Don't come. Get <laughs> To that, yeah,
2: yeah, it's, it's not a celebrity contest like people nah, think, yeah, absolutely. your name is out we're, there, and so we're on, not
0: anchors no. on CNN, yeah,
2: definitely. Yeah. And the thing is about our work your work is out there, you are bound to criticism, and so on. So, it, it makes it more, it, 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 it gives you that, that boost also to make sure that you are on point because your yeah. work is out there, yeah. and that's why you'll see that uh, most good journalists it's very easy to get in, into other industries without applying for a job, because people see your work is out there. It's not like other industries where you're in the background and so on. Exactly. So it, 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 it's a profession that's needed. I think all noble professions are... They, they, it's not a high-rewarding profession. And there's
0: quite a level of sacrifice involved, let's be quite honest. and uh, Talk about safety. Exactly. Talk about safety. And I wanted to just say finally that I know, and I think both of you are in exactly the same position, that in my many years as a journalist, one of the most heartwarming things to me was not necessarily the, those huge front page stories that we did to change things, but also the fact that so many people, we talk about this lack of trust, but I know that still today, even I'm not no longer in active journalism, there are many, many members of the Namibian public who will come to me about all their problems, and they're not necessarily stories we will ever write about, but we're there to listen, we're there to help, and when necessary, to expose what is happening. So I think, and I'm sure... You guys spend a lot of your time as well listening to people which will never ever become a story in the paper or make you money, but it is just that we're there um, to, because who else is there for people to talk to. So I'd like to thank you both very much for joining today, and I'm sure we'll have another discussion in the near
1: future. <laughs> thank, thank you. Well, thank you for having us, Gwyneth.